You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 21st of February 2021. This week, Paul talks to Keith Miles and Jackie Lees about their shared passion for the music of Bob Dylan and how it resulted in them co-writing a brand new book, Bob Dylan in London, Troubadour Tales. Playing more of the songs you like. This is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. So that was David Bowie with Song for Bob Dylan. And let me just read you these lyrics. Hear this, Robert Zimmerman. I wrote a song for you about a strange young man called Dylan with a voice like sand and glue. Now that, a voice like sand and glue, you'd kind of think that would turn you off of things. But no, uh, actually, there are two people who are joining me this afternoon on, on the show who are not very much very much not turned away by voices like Santa Glue. They very much enjoy those that voice, and my goodness, are passionate enough to write a book about it. Good afternoon, Keith Miles and Jackie Lees. How are you doing? Good afternoon to you. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. There you go. This is, a good, this is a good sign that both of you can be heard, and we're getting thumbs up from the other side of the studio that Zoom is working correctly to this afternoon. Um, so we, we are to just let the listeners know we're, we're doing this visually. Uh, you, you guys can't see this at home, but, uh, you know, we're, we're having a good old chat here. Uh, linking up. Where are we linking up from? Let's, let's start with that. Keith, whereabouts are you this afternoon? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a Londoner, but I've moved as far out of London as Surrey. Oh, well, there so you I'm go. Dorking in Surrey. <laughs> so we've, we're in Dorking, Rossendale with me in, in the middle of uh, Rawton Stool. And Jackie, whereabouts are you this afternoon? I'm in London, uh, on the Isle of Dogs, um, East London. Well, there you go. I know it well. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Basildon boy by trade, so uh, I'm not that far from the Isle of Dogs. I know that. So how's the A13 looking this afternoon? <laughs> 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 probably not as bad as it usually does no i was going to say this is probably the the, the the saving grace of all of this as we're calling it exactly less places to drive to <laughs> exactly uh now now talking of of driving i mean it's not so much a driving tour or a, a walking tour i don't know how you would describe it uh but your book is is very much a a, a travelogue a journey of musicology i don't know how you describe your book but my goodness it's fascinating um and now jackie do you want to first of all just give us a, a little bit of of a, an, an idea of how you came to, to wanting to write about Bob Dylan. And, and then, Keith, I'm going to ask you the same in a second. What, what was it that drew you to, to, to want to write about, about the great man? Um, well, you, you might know that there are an awful lot of books about Bob Dylan already. A thousand is probably a conservative estimate. My goodness. <laughs> so it was going to take something quite important, quite massive to make me want to add to that collection. And really what it was, was the fact that London's importance in Dylan's career hadn't been recognised. It had just been a few pages, a few words, a few lines really in other mm. books. So um, Keith and I both have London in common. We met in 1979 at London University. Um, we didn't know we were each Bob Dylan fans, but we've been <laughs> Dylan fans as teenagers. And then in 2016, on the Nobel Prize Award, we found out that we were each fans because of some communication between wow. us. And uh, we went on our own tour around London. And then uh, Keith basically said, well, no one's ever said how important this is. So why don't we write about it? I, mean, I was I was roped in. That's I was going to say. That's quite a, a time to be between seventy nine and two thousand and sixteen uh, to have that kind of like shared love of something, and actually it just comes up in conversation. And, and Keith, yeah, I mean we, we've we've sort of branched on the on the on the kind of tour side of the book, but I mean, what what does uh, where, where did Dylan kind of come into to your life? Was it as, as early as uh, as when you were at university or before then? 
Uh, no, much, much earlier. I was uh, technically and physically at the Isle of Wight Festival, or at the Isle of Wight anyway, when the festival was on. Wasn't we, it that we, if you can claim you were there, you, you, you probably weren't there? Isn't that the, isn't that the case with the Isle of Wight? Absolutely. I was, I was a small child, though. So, <laughs> uh, a small child with my auntie coming out of London, uh, you know, all I remember is thinking, cripes, these are some strange-looking people. Uh, <laughs> And had no idea. And but but you know through that sort of early time, you know I I, I always loved music. And you know as a teenager, the the poster on my wall was a Bob Dylan poster of, of Don't Look Back. And you know it was it was a, a huge amount of of, of my life and, and leisure time was was listening to Bob Dylan. And you know say so when I found we jack and i had this secret from each other <laughs> all the time we were friends from university and beyond and you know i think you know meeting in 1979 is, is the at the tipping point of dylan going into the christian era hmm. when you probably didn't own up to being a bob dylan fan <laughs> um you know meant that we were both music fans and we went to gigs together at university we did all this and and lo and behold behind closed doors we were both listening to bob dylan and you know it, it you know that that love comes out we both love london as as a city and we both love bob dylan and you know the opportunity to put these together for a very first time uh, was extraordinary which is why I, as jackie says i roped her in we've never written a book before <laughs> you know, the grand old age of 61 i'm now a published author you know so it's a it's it's a, a, a wonderful thing for us to be able to do it's a, and a fine thing it is as well because I, I like books that are just a little bit different and give you kind of a slightly different angle and and jackie let's let's come back to this this idea of the of the of the kind of tour itself because we you know we're used to bands having tours but not the fans the fans don't usually get to you know unless you are a roadie or you some of this you don't usually get to experience every step of the way um and actually what your book does is it takes you on that journey venue by venue um what how did that structure come about when did you when did you decide was it the the, the actual sort of on the walk that you were doing between the, the venues yeah it, it was a little bit um it, it went through a few incarnations to be honest at one point i think we had 24 chapters because we were going to do every single you know stop on the way really mm. Um, and then th thinking about it as a book, we realised it was going to have to be balanced. There's, there had to be some kind of symmetry in terms of, you know, the ch chapter should be similar lengths. Mm. Um, so it was then a case of honing down that the subtitle of the book is Troubadour Tales. So it was honing down those locations, be they venues or streets or cafes or hotels that had a story to tell where there was something, you know, it's a, it's a light book. It, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to tell stories that get people engaged. And then hopefully from that, they want to then explore more of Dylan uh, in the music, which is ultimately what Dylan, you know, there's nothing else that really matters with Dylan except the music. Well, I've, I've got to say that's something that, that has really helped with me. I'm going to hold my hands up here. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not anti Bob Dylan, but I would say that I am, I am, I, I am the layman <laughs> with regards to the, the kind of inner workings of it. I can, I can pick out half a dozen Bob Dylan songs, but there are Bob Dylan fans such as yourselves. And actually, from talking to you and pre preparing for this interview, I've I've really started to go that little bit deeper. And, and I think some of that 
uh, kind of enthusiasm we got is a little bit infectious. So uh, we'll, I say what we'll do this. We'll do this in relay. I'll, I'll, I'll let Keith go for this first one. We've got um, we've got uh, tomorrow is a long time. Uh, now we've got a recording from 1963 uh, in New York. We're, we're, we're out of London uh, at this particular point. Um, but what, why this song between you? Because you've you sort of worked out the, the, the playlist for us this afternoon. Uh, why, why tomorrow is a long time? Why is this a really key track? Well, this is a, a really key track for me, and I think for a lot of Bob Dylan fans in this country of that kind of generation, you know, we've got wonderful stories of the 60s in the book, but I was a small child, <laughs> you know, check it, and I weren't around for a lot of those, and that's the joy of that. But, but for a lot of fans in this country, the key moment was, bizarrely, a greatest hits album, which was a double album. And it was called More Greatest Hits, and it had some greatest hits that people all explored. But essentially, it had some tracks that had never been played before. And this live version of Tomorrow is a Long Time was on there. Um, and that it, it was a wonderful... It, it, that sparked, you know, when that came out in the early 70s, a lot of people exploring Dylan, including... Mark Bolan, who's pictured with a copy of that album. Oh, wow. Now, there you go. So there's a T-Rex connection already. There we go. We're talking Absolutely. about influences before we <laughs> even get going. Right, uh, for the listeners at home, this is Tomorrow is a Long Time. Look for Ad Rossendale Radio on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. This is Rossendale Radio. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's 18 minutes past five and we are here on the line with Keith Miles and Jackie Leese, uh, authors of Bob Dylan in London, Troubadour Tales. Uh, and we've just been talking while while Bob Dylan's been, you know, serenading us uh, on Tomorrow is a Long Time. We've been talking about uh, um, sort of not so much his influences, but people he's influenced over the years as well. Uh, and uh, I, I do you think it is that, that actually Bob Dylan is one of those artists that has, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you this, Keith, first of all, uh, that one of those artists that really you can you can see him weaving his way into just popular music in general and, and other artists really picking up the baton you were talking about mark bolan in particular yeah no i i, I don't think there's there's uh, an individual artist who's been more important but you know when you look at, at, at artists over here you know we talk in the book about um the 60 66 tour and the, the rock and roll sort of stuff you know he he kind of invented a whole heap of that and and you can see that you know at that sort of time the you know the rolling stones are in suits and short haircuts <laughs> you know it's 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 very immediate you know and, and dylan always seems to lead a path um and people follow him and then he's off on another path <laughs> and then he's gone and he leaves everyone behind um and and you know that awful phrase ahead of the curve or whatever it is, mm. you know, I mean, Dylan is always ahead of that. And, you know, those, those sorts of artists you mentioned in Mark Bolan, I mean, he changed his name to Bolan to abbreviate Bob Dylan. I mean, <laughs> it was as, as obvious as that, you know, I was going to say, if, you, if you're if you literally changing your name to, to, to kind of, you know, go with your heroes, I, yeah. I think they can fair to say they're having some influence on you. And, uh, and we also, we, we're having a bit of a laugh about, uh, because earlier on in the day, we were talking about worst songs by great artists. Uh, and we, we talked about David Bowie and the laughing gnome the people of Rossendale um, sort of uh, talked about. But actually, you know, you know, Bob Dylan for some people have, have had you know i mentioned i dared to mention to you that the christmas album uh is is possibly not one of his finest moments but you the the, the shouting down I, I got off air ladies and gentlemen and the shaking of heads on zoom i mean jackie you were quite passionate about this i love must be santa i always <laughs> play it every 
Christmas. <laughs> I really like it. But there are whole Dylan albums that I don't listen to. Mm. You know, there's there's the disco Dylan kind of era. Um, and I, I'm just not drawn to it. I, there are fans. I remember once posting somewhere um, to say that a certain album, oh, the one with every grain of sand on it, um, I can't remember which one it is, that it wasn't one of his best. And Shot immediately, which one, Keith? Shot of Love. Shot of Love, that's right. And then immediately all these fans of Shot of Love come back and it's like, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's a great album. It's a wonderful <laughs> album. I personally, you know... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you can argue the toss with dylan all you like but what you can't argue is that he has influenced the entire course of of music of popular music since the early 1960s uh he's he has led the way and i think there was a famous beatles headline dylan leads the way um in the in the 60s because i mean he was influenced by the beatles it's not to say everything was a one-way street um, but he, his, his style of writing, the material, the type, the type of thing that he wrote about, the way he sang, you know, he didn't have this, well, as David Bowie said, you know, mm. voice like sand and glue. Mm. He didn't have this perfect voice, mm. but he brought something so real that now people are more likely to try and sing like Bob Dylan uh, <laughs> than to sing like, say, Elvis Presley. It, it is really interesting, actually, that, like you say, those those influences is coming out. Uh, and, and in the book, you, you talk about you've, you've obviously got particular moments from your own sort of personal history with 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 dylan and and experience him over the over the course of the years and and experience in the music but are there particular moments you think in in the story of of dylan and particularly in relation to you know the book and the, and the way he was traveling around london are there are there little key moments that you can pick out and you think you know what that's that's where the the, the change started to happen and we you know i, I mean let's relate this maybe to to some of those other big icon artists you know you we talk about you know madonna changing constantly to say stay with the with the curve or prince being ahead of the curve and changing music all of those big iconic artists are there moments that you've picked out in the book um maybe one each from keith and then then jackie um of of moments where you think actually that's that's a really important moment in dylan's career that we've we've picked out well, I think it, I mean, we covered the most obvious change, really, which is that acoustic to electric change. Mm. And, you know, Dylan then is on a path that, as I said before, you know, he he creates the, the, the rock and roll icon, icon template, really, from that time of um, Don't Look Back. And we talked through all that, you know, as, as, as you know from the book, he, you know, the first music video is Subtraining Homesick Blues and he's doing, he's, he's, he's creating that template. And he's creating that template from the Savoy Hotel in London. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's so wonderfully connected to, to, to London at that time. It's quite funny, actually, because when, when I was reading it, it's almost like you want a selection of blue plaques all the, around all the places. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we think we've got in Manchester, not very far away from here, that, you know, the blue plaque outside the, the Midland Hotel, this is where Rolls met Royce, for example. <laughs> but, but, you know, in this case, it's, you know, this is where, you know, subterranean homesick blues happen. It's, that's where you want. <laughs> you want those moments uh, of coming out. And we'll come back to that track in, in in just a moment um yeah, Jackie, but what you haven't go got up there mm. is a blue plaque for the judas call at where the manchester free trade hall was because i went to find it and there's no sign <laughs> well, there you go there's a campaign starting right here we're, we're, we're very good on, on on regional cultural identity up here we'll get it we'll get it sorted 
<laughs> um, right. Jackie, let's let's come to you with the same question. Is there is there a moment for you? I mean, we talked about that kind of acoustic to electric shift, but is there there's something for you in the in the book that you you kind of think you know what this is a moment for me? I wanted to capture. Well, I think the whole that very first visit, twenty one years old, arrives in London in the depths of this incredibly cold winter, comes over. He's a he's a doing quite well in New York as a folk singer, mm. uh, and then he meets people in London and he goes around soaking up all the influences around in the pubs and the folk clubs at the time and we also tell a story of him meeting Robert Graves the writer Mm -hmm. famous for writing I Claudius and and many other important books Um, and we posit the theory in the book really that that meeting uh, influenced Dylan hugely and turned him from someone who was doing well on the folk scene into somebody who was going to be a proper writer, a poet, if you Mm. like, you know, someone whose literary aspirations just um, uh, increased exponentially and really changed the way that he was going to write in the future. And Martin Carthy, the English folk songer who really took him under his wing and taught him a lot of things, he, he very much says England was all over Dylan's next couple of albums. So the times there are changing and even um, the one after that, um, another side of Bob Dylan. So, uh, so yeah, that I think that that 62, we very much make the argument that that 62 appearance, it wasn't a tour, obviously, he was over to make a film for the BBC, but then they found he couldn't act. So it gave him <laughs> quite a lot of time off, I think, uh, where he could just, uh, as I say, soak up he was like a sponge. People have described him like that from his earliest time, even, you know, back home in Minnesota. Um, he would steal albums because he just wanted to know everything. His his range of his background in terms of uh, musical history. I don't think, I, I think it's second to none. If you ever listen to his theme time radio hour shows where he becomes a DJ, again, you'll hear him just dig out the most obscure artists. Uh, so, so yeah, 62, very important year. We'll have to get him as a guest doing a happy hour here on Rossendale Radio. It'd be great. I'm sure that, I'm sure he's up for that. He's fine. He, he, he regularly pops down to these t- this part of the world. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to, uh, talking of radio stations, I better play some music because that's what I'm kind of what I'm supposed to do from time to time. Um, now we're going to go for the for the next choice now, and uh, and uh, I believe I think it's your your turn to, to choose, Jackie. I think you've gone for uh, subterranean homesick blues, uh, and now why, why? Why? I mean, this was mentioned just a little bit above. But you've got I think thirty seconds to tell me why this is such a key track. Well, as as we said, this was the site of really what became the music video where it was filmed. Dylan wanted to film the track um, and they filmed it uh, in a little street down the side of the Savoy Hotel called Savoy Steps. Uh, D.A. Pennebaker, it was part of the, the film, that the Fly on the Wall documentary. Um, and it was really iconic and remains to this day just uh, so fresh and exciting. Uh, just a fantastic video for a fantastic song. Brilliant. This is Subterranean Homesick Blues. Online, around the world, via the website, and on 104.7 FM, this is Rossendale Radio. It is indeed Rossendale Radio, and it's the final, sadly, the final part of our interview this afternoon uh, with Keith Miles and Jackie Lees, uh, and we're talking about uh, Bob Dylan uh, in London, uh, the Troubadour Tales, uh, and... Uh, we're going to i didn't think that this was going to be able to to let it go as you have you've said uh, while we were listening to that last track um the, the the poet in me is is looking at this and going hold on a minute 
there's a literary award here that I'd like to be up for one day, if that's all right. I'd like to be up for a Nobel Prize, all right, for for, for literacy and for, 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 for the beautiful prize for literature and to be named a poet. And everybody took that gasp of breath. Remind me, is it, was it 2016? Yeah, the year when everything changed and everything was mad and we all thought, you know what, that's, that's a strange thing in, indeed. Um, and actually, we thought, you know, Bob Dylan getting a Nobel Prize for literature defend the corner for us before we start and then i'm going to say why I th- i've actually been converted by your, your music choices this afternoon who, who wants to to, to oh. weigh in here i'll, I'll go first right. i'll go first and then jackie can weigh in again <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll double down or whatever the term is these days. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i i think the most important thing is that that you know the the absolute beauty and poetry in the lyrics is obvious mm. but you do get other artists who have wonderful lyrics you know and wonderful literate lyrics it, it happens you know dylan really kick-started a lot of this in popular music you know he's he's writing hard rains are gonna fall when the beatles are singing she loves you yeah 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 <laughs> so you know it, it's down to him that we have these people you know and everyone's on you know following in that path of dylan but but what dylan does which i think is to me unique is that this is never poetry set to music um there's a wonderful phrase that a professor betsy bowden in america has put which is perform literature so it marries three elements of the poetry the written word and if you can look at dylan's words on a page and they're still wonderful but that isn't the whole story then you have the melodies and the music there. And then, as Dylan said, when he, you know, he accepted his Nobel Prize in his, his lecture, he said, look, I'm the same as Shakespeare. Shakespeare will be writing for a stage. It was never written to, to be read, read yeah. on a page. It was for a stage. And he's also the same as Dylan thinking, you know, Charlie Sexton's a great guitarist for that piece. You know, Shakespeare is also thinking that's a role for such and such a person. It's the same three elements that you've got coming in together. So this is and Dylan just casting Burbage in places rather than, you know, <laughs> and, and actually it's the text that speaks for itself. OK, yeah. I, 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 I can hear you on this. Jackie, have you got as, as we are doubling down? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in a wrestling match rather than an interview now. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know a, a huge amount about what you have to do to get a Nobel Prize for literature. So my, what I'm going to say is entirely personal, which is that there's, there's only one poem in my whole life that I can remember, and it's Matilda told such dreadful lies it made one gasp and stretch one's eyes, <laughs> which I had to learn the whole of. As far as the rest of everything... Poetry is beautiful. I'm a great fan of the show on Radio 4, Poetry Please. I can listen to it. But Dylan's words, because they're set to music, because it's that integration of poetry and song and the way he's the way he delivers it he's got the most extraordinary phrasing it's very difficult to keep up with for me therefore it becomes so memorable and isn't that a wonderful thing to have done and i've spoken to somebody yesterday and she said that um when she had a breakup with a boyfriend she just wrote him a very brief letter uh, and, it, and it said something like um 
you, you could have done better, but I don't mind. You just kind of wasted my precious time, <laughs> but don't think twice. It's all right. I mean, that's poetry. It is. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was just delivered. And, and to me, I don't know if that's enough to get a Nobel Prize. Uh, as I say, I'm not comparing Dylan with all the other people that think they should have got it. Mm. But I think that Dylan has done far and away enough to deserve that recognition. It doesn't mean he deserves it more than other people. Perhaps perhaps loads and loads of people should get it all at the same time. But, but I think he has done enough to deserve it oh, in terms of the influence that he has had on popular music and that literary uh, element that he has brought and to make it so memorable. I can re I can recite so many Dylan lines uh, and I do, you know, just, just they're comforting, they're wonderful. I'm just going to narrate for the people at home that when you mentioned that other people might be deserving of a Nobel Prize, there was a very vitriolic shaking of the head from Keith. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, to be honest, when I when I heard the news that, about that, I, I was a little bit bemused and befuddled because that was how it was framed in the media as well. Um, but actually when I stopped and think about it, from my very basic basic knowledge at the time of the Bob Dylan's work, I, I thought, well, actually, you know, the, the metaphor and actually the effect of his work. I mean, there's not many songwriters or, or poets or anybody who can f claim that they were at the forefront of the civil rights movement and actually affecting change in the world based upon the, the words that they were putting out. And I thought about it at the time. But actually, and this will come to your, your final song choice, and we won't reveal the, the, the song choice just yet, but you, you've given me your third, third song choice. Now, I, I wasn't aware of it, and I looked at it. And actually, just looking physically at the lines as a poet, the, the, the structure and the form of his work, um, there's that you can see the very definitive rhyme scheme. You can see a very definitive pattern in his work and the way that he's using timbre and the way that he is using metaphor. And he has all of those things that we, you know, I teach kids in schools about, you know, how, you know, this is how to, you know, x plus y equals poem it's it's all there and it's and it's physically on the page in front of me and i and i think it's you've inspired me to look at him in that light now because of this and so thank you very much uh, i i am very much looking forward to taking your walking tour um i i want to get out <laughs> i'm allowed turns out i'm going to be allowed out of my house at some point in the next six months um so it's it's on my list of things to do now. You know, we've all got our post post COVID list of stuff to do. Uh, going and doing your walking tour is definitely part of it. Um, it's up to you. Who wants to take the lead in telling us where on earth we find a copy of your book and 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 tell us the details of, you know, let's let's do the big sell for the people at home. Um, the book can be found in all the usual places. Basically, Amazon has it probably a bit cheaper and about quicker than anywhere else. But we would strongly encourage people to check their local bookshops to see if they can get it um, and keep them going. And it's also as an ebook as well on Amazon. Yeah, and it's also visual. I mean, visually as well, Keith. Do you want to just talk us through the the, the maps and the illustrations as well? Because it's a beautiful book to look at. Yeah, well, one of, one of the things that Jackie and I wanted to do is is have a fun, easy to read and beautiful looking book, which, you know, the world of Dylan books don't always achieve those. And we have some wonderful illustrations and a beautiful map uh, that could take people around from a, a friend of ours, Julia. And Jackie's going to help me with the surname. The Tronjek. That one. That okay. one. I, I, looked in, I looked in the notes. I'm glad you did that. There's a lot of Zs in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and but they're wonderful wonderful illustrations and we we wanted something that brings the stories alive you know because the the you know the 
chapters are stories they're in you know what we feel are fascinating stories that jackie and i wanted to share about what you know the link between dylan and london and uh, you know we think julia did a, a beautiful job she did indeed and uh, and we've got I'm, I'm getting nods from the other side of the studio to say they're doing this thing with their with their hands and saying time Paul we've got to we've got to wrap things up so that's how we get hold of the book and please do we recommend uh, to everybody getting hold of a copy uh, and this will be available as a podcast next week we'll give you some details in there about where you can get hold of things uh, but uh, just to finish off um, we've got the final uh, song changing of the guards who wants to uh, we've, we've had one each who wants to take the lead on just introducing this one well, I think it's it's there is a uh, a slightly lesser known chapter in in Dylan's uh, history, which is 1978, which was very important when he came here. And it's he good year, year I was born. <laughs> very good year, very good year. But uh, um, and and this is this is from from one of the slightly lesser known Dylan albums that was out at the, in that year. Um, and as you say, it's it's the most beautiful poetry. <laughs> And it does. And when you listed it, uh, when you got in contact earlier, I looked at it immediately and went, blimey, that's six and a half minutes long. I don't play six and a half minute long tracks on my show. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's like pop songs, get them out. Da, da. And then I listened to it and I'm breaking my rule entirely for the two of you because this is a beautiful piece of music and I'm going to pl- play it for everybody at home. Um, thank you very much, Keith, and to Jackie uh, for, for spending you, the time with us this afternoon. Um, please, do, everybody, do go and buy Bob Dylan in London, Troubadour Tales. Uh, and this uh, is a, a wonderful song uh, to play us out. This is Changing of the Guards. 104.7 Rossendale Radio so there you go we come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast uh, my thanks to Keith and Jackie for joining me on this week's show it was lovely to uh, connect up via Zoom which is always lovely because you get to see people uh, while you're talking to them uh, and really they have inspired me uh, to go on this Bob Dylan tour uh, When as soon as we get out of lockdown I'm going to be heading down to London anyway uh, because I need to go and see family and friends uh, and I think this is going to be a day that I put into my schedule to go and you know hunt out these uh, things uh, we've also Jackie sent us the Spotify playlist uh, which we've uh, put in the show notes for you as well today so you'll be able to walk around uh, see the sights hear the music and experience everything through the book it really is a triumph Um, so thank you very much for listening to Waffle the Bite Size podcast we shall be back again next week with another great guest and all that it remains for me to say is thank you to 104.7 Russendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast on a Sunday afternoon and of course to Melanie Kemp for all of her help editing Waffle the Bite Size podcast stay Stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you next week.